that's a triple play. New episodes, I can't wait. Yeah. Open your mind at the first gate. Press play, no need to debate. AOA, check me out. Yeah. Clocked in, you could catch the hype. Golden Dawn, how we follow the light. Anime like life, married to it, my wife. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages? Welcome back to the AOA show. I'm your host as always, Ian, along with my boy, Isaiah. Yo, yo, yo. And today we are here to talk about Noblesse episode five. This one is titled A Friend's Hand slash Fight For. Our thoughts on it, more of a deep dive predictions. Did we like it? Did we not? What did we take issue with? What did we really like within the episode? As always, folks, if you guys enjoy the content today, make sure you guys are liking, subscribing, hitting that notification bell, sharing with your friends, and commenting your thoughts down below. What did you think of this episode of Noblesse? What are your thoughts on Noblesse as a series thus far? And what were your thoughts on our discussion of it? Also, if you want to support the channel, you can hit us up in our description where we have links to every way that you can support the show, whether it is through our merch shop, through our Patreon, through our social media, or through our Discord. They are there for you as well. But without further ado, uh, let's get into our thoughts on this. So kind of the whole... The whole episode, actually, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, um, is them in the uh, in the in the basement cellar building thing right. <laughs> um, the entire time. So we're going kind of through the thoughts uh, more specifically, I would say, of M21 gets more of the character development here. Um, and then his relationship with um, name evades me, but the young the young noble, uh, I'm going to call him young noble. Um, who is captured there as well because they have their beef with one another. Um, so, yeah, that's really it. We have our main, I guess, antagonist here the entire time is Shark, um, the, you know, guy who just never shuts up and carries a blade. And, um, you know, it's interesting. I, I have to say with with this, you know, this episode and, and the one prior, um, this whole team dynamic between like the meta humans or whatever that you want to call them, right? These superhumans has been just kind of wonky from the start. Um, you know, they seem to be this like very coherent team that synergizes well with one another, and they're all under the leadership of you know, you know, the the main guy and all that kind of stuff. Um, but as the show went on, by and what I mean by that is in these past two episodes, uh, you really get the feeling that they're not so much of a cohesive team in any way, shape, or form. Uh, they're pretty disjointed in their own way. They're all just individually very badass. Yeah. Um, and we really see that come to fruition. But like to bring kind of the last episode into it, I thought it was weird um, how like we get this short junction of the guy with um, purple hair, long purple hair, He's got this thing with his sister, the whole nine. It seems like he almost doesn't even want to be doing this. So it's like, okay, is this a thing just for your sister, like to be a better person in general? Or are you trying to infiltrate this organization and get something out of it? Right, or do right. you think that you need to become more powerful in order to achieve other said goals so you're willing to sacrifice some of that humanity? Or like maybe now you're just having second thoughts, like I'm confused. What's your story, bro? And then the other hacker guy, like last episode really threw me off because it's like, it's like, yo, we should meet up in person to like this, you know, to this kid that they're like hacking back and forth. And it's like, bro, don't you have like a, a like a serious mission here? And then he's like, there's like this weird, I dare say maybe even love interest thing going on. And th th that's usually not me to be like the second two characters have a conversation, be like ship them, right? I actually can't stand that sect of the anime community that just immediately ships people like from a conversation. But I have to say their conversation was like definitely teetering towards that edge of either... 
infatuation or it was just so like utmost respect from um dude i am so sorry i'm forgetting everyone's name now I, we literally watched the episode before then did a live stream and we're here and I, everyone's name yeah. is shot i'm gonna i'm gonna have a phone so i apologize for this I, i'll be better with that next time but um our our um the human kid with the glasses yeah. um some with an m is like you know so struck by you know the hacker from that squad yeah. from d team d or whatever um so that, yeah, that was just that was just like it was, it was really weird, and it was giving me these vibes of like, okay, there's a crack here in the seams, but it's like, I didn't I didn't even think that I didn't feel like the team was established before I already see the cracks in it type thing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it didn't really like strike me as like, oh, okay, like I guess these guys are the next fodder. Like maybe they're you know the the Jake I think his name was and and his uh, sidekick or whatever. Um, but then we really see that this episode because. It's just everyone's like doing their own thing, right? It's like the only two that seem to have any sort of allegiance towards each other are Hammer and Shark. That's it, right? Yeah. Because they're kind of like a squad all the time, and they're like, "Are we the only ones that like like being evil for the sake of being evil here, and not trying to screw everyone over?" Besides the leader guy, which we see later, yeah, yeah, yeah. because everyone else has like some wonky stuff going on, and like I don't think this is the best conducive strategy to this team, and it's really just laid bare because it's like the whole I get I get the suspense, and it's like. You know, we're getting these, like, I get these, like, One Punch Man vibes where it's like, okay, we clearly know, at least I assume, the, the episode does end, and they might throw something in there, but I'm assuming, based off power level and scaling that we've seen so far, that Rai really doesn't have any sort of issue with dealing with any of these people. He might have some issue with the guy at the end, the leader, um, but, like, he's just up here, yeah, you know what I mean? Everybody else is, like, here. Yeah. So it's really just like a waiting game for him to get there, but it did seem like it was just incredibly dragged out in the episode, like for that obvious reason, right? Where it was like the leader guy's just standing there like, you know, and it's yeah, like, bro, yeah. you're on this mission. M21's clearly not giving you this info that by this point. So you're literally <laughs> going to hold a knife to his neck and be like, you're going to give it to me now or I'm going to stay. But he's like, no. Let it go. You know what I mean? And there's all this like internal strife. Don't kill him. That's too much. And I'm like, did anyone read the pamphlet before we captured these guys on like how to handle a hostage situation 101? Because like nobody's on the same page here. And to be frank, the leader of Team D is not doing jack shit, <laughs> which makes sense later because he didn't really give a shit about any of them to begin with. But he's just like, screw it. Now's going to be the plan. Whatever. But it was just wild, and, like, I just, like, felt like that team was just so disorganized and, like, just all over the place, and I'm curious to see where we go from here in terms of, um, you know, I know it's weird for me to jump the gun even ahead of episode five. It's weird. We're talking about episode five, but I feel like I've talked about things that aren't even episode five, but it's, like, I can't help but think I'm, like, all right. These can I, I understand they work for the organization. So these guys aren't the end all be all. And clearly there's people higher up the chain. And I don't know if it's just going to be a matter of like, oh, these guys died. Let's send like the next badass team or like, let's send the next one. Let's send team a or whatever. Right. I don't know if it's going to be that, but it just seemed like team D's inclusion. If they do get wiped out, um, which my prediction is that the purple hair guy or maybe the guys that were like siding with them might not, they might, mm -hmm. in, you know, include them in their squad, which though, to be honest, their squad's getting a little big right now. Like, I don't know how many more people they could have on board um, before. It's just like ridiculous. They have a whole raid party with them. Like, how do they lose? But um, you know, my prediction is maybe one of them will live or whatever. And then we get the next people, but it was just like their whole dynamics screw me up. And that's yeah. my rant for the beginning of this episode. I'm sorry. I just had to like, I don't even know what I to know. think. Like I didn't I even get into the episode. Like, I'm sorry, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Like, what do you got? What do you got for me? I, so I, I, I agree with, with pretty much everything you said. Um, it's, it felt weird to me that we get into this episode and, you know, from the jump, we sort of establish what's going on here, right? You've got you and, you know, 
the kid with glasses whose name's. I'm gonna look up names while you're talking, so I'm listening. Um, uh, who are who are kidnapped and held hostage uh, in this warehouse, and and uh, Team D is basically using this uh, for M21 to get information from him. Uh, but you're right; it it very early on in the episode, it feels pretty established that it's like, all right, regardless what M21 says or chooses here, he's clearly not like keen on and trying his damned hardest not to give you guys this information you want. Sure. So, like, it's time to switch the interrogation tactics from, like, gentle to rough. Like, because at this point, we are, and, like, once we get the whole thing of, like, uh, the, the woman whose name is also evading me, um, when she's having a conversation with Frankie and... Yeah, you know, I have her name. Yes. Just just What's, ironically, is uh, Sarah? Sarah? S-E-I-R-A. Sarah. Okay. Sarah. Sarah. Yeah, whatever. Uh, once Sarah is talking to uh, Ryan Frankie, and she's like, oh... You know what? Like, because obviously she doesn't know that they're uh, superpowers sure. or that they have that they're meta. Um, she's like, "Oh, you know what? You guys don't even like all this must sound ridiculous to you guys. I'm just gonna go." And then she goes to off to handle their thing or to, to go save them and or at least the the young noble kid and Ryan Frankie. Of course, are like, "Oh fuck, we got these guys tangled up in our shit again. Like, let's go save them." But it's like instead of Frankie and Rye either a busting in there, you know, maybe like not frame one, but like maybe like a couple minutes later and just kind of saving them. There's like this weird long amount of tension that's built up to like, I guess them coming in to save them. And of course, so Frankie gets, when they get there, Frankie gets stopped right by um, the guy with the purple hair. He's like, uh, Taco, by the way, T-A-K-E-O. Taco. <laughs> yeah. um, gets stopped by Taco and Frankie's like, like master go inside. I'll, I'll be in with you quick. Um, but it's like, okay, all of, like, it feels like that moment, that, like, Frankie and Rye realizing what's happening, going to save them and stuff, happens in, like, five minutes. Or, or like, could, right? A maximum of ten minutes. Sure. Five minutes to do the thing, and then five, another five minutes to clean up this mess and, sure. and get everybody out of here. But, like, the episode's 20 minutes long. So it feels like there's so much time of, like, everybody in that warehouse, like, nobody really willing to commit to any sort of decision. <laughs> so it ends up feeling like this weird game of like, you know, still air and tension where it's like, oh man, I could just kill these guys. But if I do, like the plot has to move forward. <laughs> or it's like, the, like you said, the leader, he's watching basically all of his subordinates not like argue with each other and yeah. not agree on one plan on how to move forward. What, um, I forget the, the guy's name who with the knife. Uh, shark. Shark. That got his yeah. easy. Yeah. <laughs> he all the time is like, Every time he like goes to do something or says something, like turns to the leader for confirmation. He's like, "You you think we should do this, right?" And the leader's just like, "Do it." And it's like, but then Shark won't do it because either a he can't because we need those characters can't yeah. die because of the plot, or b somebody has to have like a character. It just felt like nothing was working in service of the plot, and it was working against it. Like everybody in that warehouse was doing their damnedest to stop. It felt like every character in the warehouse knew the fact that this episode had to run for twenty two minutes, <laughs> but like their shit only would have lasted five. So like, yeah, they had yeah. to stall. And so it just, this weird feeling, I remember even if you guys watch our reaction video, when we were watching it, of just being like, and no, okay, no, they're still, oh, okay, now he's good. Oh, no, he's, okay. Oh, okay. And then at one point I'm like, right, just bust in here and whoop these niggas' ass so yeah, we can call yeah. it a day. Like, I'm, I, it, it was very, it just felt very not, <laughs> not good <laughs> at least as far as like construction of an episode like sure, how this yeah. how the, the plot and how the pacing went um again this isn't our first rodeo right this is webtoon three that's been adapted to an anime i know the stakes here i know that whatever the actual story is had to be condensed for you know into 13 or however many episodes they have so i know we're not running like with you know the the, the a plus version of this story sure. i guess let's say but like it just blows my mind when 
these, and you know, I don't, I don't want to speak too ahead of myself in terms of how the rest of the show will pace itself because maybe it'll correct itself in the next episode or you know, a couple episodes down, whatever. But to get like stuff like this, which is just so wildly out there, like not look good in terms of like. Wow, like, why are you guys do? Because I, I get it if it's like, again, you know, and just referencing this because it's another, it's a some similar situation with the Webtoon thing, uh, the Tower of God anime, where it's like, you know, to me personally, things were cut, but it was like character conversations and information that like was not vital to understand how the pacing of the story went. I know some people, there were certain things that I guess some people who are, you know, been fans for much longer were like, well, why would you just put that in there? How would you take that in, out of? But it's like, Again, compared to Tower of God, something like, I don't even want to say like the whole entirety of Noblesse because Noblesse is kind of a weird beast in itself in the fact that it's not starting from the jump. Like there's other stuff that you need to catch up on and you can sort of just jump into this guns blazing. But like when you're, when I'm watching, when I was watching this episode the whole time, I just couldn't help but think like, why is like nothing moving? Like nothing's happening. And there's this weird standstill here because we have, uh, Ryan Frankie who like need to come here and be the heroes right and do the thing where they save everybody but then it leans back into that thing you were saying before about like the rest of the cast expanding too much it's like well what the fuck is everybody else doing here because yeah. I get the M21 who by the way I do very much like as a character and I, mm. I like the moment that he has in this episode I do too but like M21 has this moment and it like virtually means nothing because we have the young noble who steps up and is like, oh, well, then I'm going to save you too. By the way, who broke out of these handcuffs. Regis, by the way. R-E-G-I-S. Regis, okay. Mm -hmm. Who broke out of those handcuffs that I guess were actually not a problem. (laughs) So that's convenient. But like, and then I'm like, okay, that's cool. But like, in in line with uh, M24 and his sacrifice, like the whole point I, in my head, of like that moment with M21 was that like, he's to stand his ground and like protect these kids because now he has a reason he has something that he wants to, to keep like this promise mm-hmm. on his end. Um, and he even says it like when he has a vision of all the, all his friends, all the people that were in the lab and stuff, he's like, I'll explain myself to you guys in hell. Right. Where he's like, all right, yeah. I can't really explain in words right now, like why I feel this way and why I want to do this, but I have to do this. I have to keep this promise. Um, like it, but it just feels like that moment once it's dragged out to like tw- 19 to 20 minutes, it like loses a little bit of its luster only sure. for Rai to come in at the end. And it's like, okay, this is the moment we are waiting for to begin with. It gets to this point where like Frankie and Rai are such strong characters that like it, it would take a lot for any of the other characters to really be able to build up like any of this amount of, of luster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like when in, I think it was episode three, right. When M21 like first comes to the school and, and like, you know, starts living or, you know, Gets the, the whole thing to live with Frankie and stuff, right? Or is that uh, episode two? It might have been two when two. he gets to live with Frankie because I yeah. think he's working there from the rip from the first episode. Yeah, if oh, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 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 yeah. but okay. I don't know if so he I think lives with him yet. Episode two, the one where he like stands up to, where he like yeah, I'm pretty bully. sure it's two. Um, it's like in in that moment you establish that okay, Frankie and Rye are super strong characters and stuff, and and they can do whatever, but like they're not always going to be around. But there are other characters who can hold the weight. Right. Uh, my concern going forward is that that scale is going to tip so far in the opposite camp that like by the time we get to episode six, 
we're just going to be watching and being like, when is Frankie or and or Ryan going to show yeah, up? Yeah, I agree. I think that that's my biggest fear with this is that I get very like one punch man vibes, um, not in terms of like the world, but in terms of literally Rye to Saitama, right? Like that they, they are so similar in that right that so far they could virtually annihilate anything. Rye doesn't even need to throw a punch. He just looks at them. You know what I mean? And just like mind yeah. screws them <laughs> to death. So like, um, but that is one thing that, you know, I'm wary of. Um, I don't know if we're de- definitely going to be there because Frankenstein, I don't know if he's been going all out in this fight yet, but he did have, seems to have his hands full. You know, it seems to be even so True. far with the guy with the purple, um, with uh, Taiko in, in his drugs out form. Um, so we'll have to see, but I agree. I think that's something where it's like, I'm wondering if like Ryan and Frankie are going to take like a super backseat um, because if they don't take a backseat, the power scaling is weird because now it's like your other characters are not even close to, to Ryan Frankie, which means if you still want Ryan Frankie to take, to have a major part in the story without completely annihilating something, you need that enemy's power level to match theirs, which means that now the other characters are screwed, right? They have to do their own thing. Like I think the beauty with something about one punch man as a comparison, well, number one, it's parody. So the point is that it's like, we know what we're doing and that's why you're in it and you don't care. Right. Whereas like no bless definitely has its elements of comedy, but I don't think that's their main, I don't think they're trying to go for that. Like they do try and build suspense in that sense, but like one punch man does that so well, in my personal opinion, and especially in the first season in a character like Genos, right. You can compare maybe Genos to someone like, you know, M 21, not motivations, per se, but like, you know, power level and like how they compare against some of these enemies. And even though like, you know, Genos is going to lose for the most part. And you know, Saitama is going to come in and do that. Like there's still this element of suspense. And like this, this fact that it's like, you know, Genos is like a very integral part to the story. And it's like hard for me to explain it in, in words, which is ironic because we're on a podcast right now, but just like the way I feel about it is that I didn't get that same vibe. And, and it's like, I know that's like a very, like big cop out for me to just be like, well, I know in my head what I'm talking about, but like, well, it's hard for me to put into words. You get what I'm yeah, trying to say? So I think, I think at least what you're saying is, is that like with one, something like one punch man. And I agree at least with season one is like with Genos, you know, a lot of the, at least after like, I want to say his first two fights, give or take, um, you know, pretty much when he's going into a fight that he's going to lose, but you're excited to see how much more he's built himself up since the last fight. Yeah. So there's expectation in like, all right, Genos is going to lose, but like, I want to see what new shit he learned from the last loss that he yes. took. And it's this idea of quite literally trial and error, right? Of like getting better through every loss yeah. and being able to put up that much more of a fight or stack up that much higher against the next villain or opponent, um, which is what I think made his fight with uh, Goro mm-hmm. that much more interesting. Is that like, he seemed like in that, you know, that moment that he was like, either he was going toe to toe with them or that he was going to win. Yeah. And because, and then you think back to all the times that he's yes. like lost and gotten back and built a new piece of equipment or learned a new technique or whatever. And it's like, it's progression. You mm-hmm. see the progression and like, granted it's a little bit unfair given that we're, I mean, we're episode five. And yeah. We've seen enough of M 21 to be like, okay. Or even, uh, what's the young noble's name? Uh, Regis. 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 I don't know. Of both of them to be like, okay, if the skill gap or cap with you guys isn't going to rise like it does with a character like Genos. Sure. Then like the, all the moments that you guys are that are on screen, which is like most of the episode with the bad guys is like less entertaining to watch. Sure. Like now I'm just, again, now I'm just waiting for either Frankie or Ryder to roll up and, and, you know, like just laser somebody in the face <laughs> and call it a day yeah. because I, from the last fight you had to this fight, what, what you're doing, like is there's no difference in that, in your, your, Skill cap. Sure. 
Yeah, yeah, I um, yeah, I don't know. I think like kind of relating it to the to the overall point, and I think one of my main gripes, and I would assume based off what you said, you know, you're in agreement, is that in terms of suspense, thrill, hype, etc., there's a certain point you get to right where it's like you hit, you build, 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 build right? It's like almost like you're filling a balloon with helium, and it's gonna explode, right? Like that's the culmination, or you get to the top of the hill, and that's when it's like we're at the height of suspense. And boom, ride bust through the door or something like that. But there's a, something to be said about if you go there, but then if you don't hit us with that yet, you yeah. can't go higher. You have to just start going down, right? Yeah. What goes up must come down. And I feel like that's what it was because there was like, there was a legitimate suspense factor for me in the, like the former half of that episode in terms of like, okay, what's going to happen? Are they going to come here? Is M21 going to sacrifice as well? But the fact that it was just like blatantly, obvious that it was like a stalling maneuver um whether the characters were cognizant of it or not exactly. right like yeah. in service of the plot made it that it was like okay once we got to like the middle of the episode we hit that point and then the latter half of the episode for me suffered because it was just like okay i'm losing the suspense now like is someone here gonna die or not and if they do at this point i'm honestly starting to lose care you know because it's like you just waited so long right it's just like i don't know it just seemed obvious um you know, but I but I do I do have to say that in terms of M twenty one, that was probably my favorite part of the episode as a whole was getting, um, actually I think he might be my favorite character now that I'm thinking of it because I keep on thinking of it and I, f I find myself reverting back to this character every time that I have a good thing to say about the show and being like, I like the development here. I like this. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I much like this character to be honest with you. Like now, like I've said it enough times. Like I genuinely think in terms of development, I do feel like M21 has gotten some of the most development in the show so far. Um, even more so than our two, uh, uh, high school students. Um, Definitely more so than Rye or Frankenstein um, as well. So, yeah, I mean, right now he's kind of my, I'm kind of standing M21. And I have to say, again, this episode was definitely, he was definitely my favorite part of this episode in his, I guess, growth and, you know, him coming to terms with, okay, because there was a part of like, he can't, you were explaining it before where it's like, he can't even explain why he wants to help the kids, right? Because at the end of the day, he had a promise and his promise was, you know, to fulfill to M24 and the other guys that unfortunately were, you know, killed mm -hmm. um, in these experiments to find out his real name because that holds so much significance to him. Sure, he's not yeah, just yeah. a subject anymore. He's a real, he's a person. He's a real boy. But, um, you know, like that, so that's my point. So like him letting go of that um, dream temporarily or, or, you know, indefinitely in order to help these people that have helped him and to protect humanity rather than going for that means. Like it was almost a signification that it's like, I don't need a name necessarily. Like I don't need my name necessarily to, you know, to choose to do good. Uh, at least that's how I interpreted it. And he could still go for this goal, but it was, it was noble of him think, you know, cause in his head, he's like, I'm probably going to die. Right. And it's still to be seen if he does or not. I'm yeah. assuming he doesn't, but like, you know, that that's the, you know, the sacrifice he was willing to make. And to me, that was my favorite part of this episode in general. It was nice to see those flashbacks and, and the internal struggle he was going through of trying to like hold it up. I do find it funny right off the rip how like blatantly obvious he was with it when like Reggie's would look at him and he'd be like, <laughs> and he'd like look away. And it's like, if I was like sharking them, I'd be like, why are you acting so viscerally to like him looking at you? Like you either know him or you don't, you'd be indifferent. Right. <laughs> but like, so it's funny to my point, And I do want to get to my positives, but real quick, it's like something like that. The whole setup here of like, Let's interrogate them. Who's really knows what here and who is helping them? Like, let's find out. Feels like just a scene of like a bunch of high schoolers that don't know how to act in a, in a play because it's like, you, like you said, you see that and it's like, oh, do you, 
you got a, a thing with these kids? Like, are you fond of them? And then M21's like, uh, uh, no, not at all. And you're like, oh, really? <laughs> and just cut one of the heads <laughs> off, and you're like, so you don't, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah. And in, in interrogation, if your goal here is to get information, I feel like that's what you would do. Yeah. And also, again, with this team, this D team, who is so well-established, and, it, and it's, it's said that, like, they are such a cohesive unit because they work well together, they all are able to utilize their skills. Sure. Like, I feel like you all would be able to work like that under any situation, yeah. and instead it just felt like everybody was like, well, I want you to do this, but don't do it yet because we're not, you know, we're still 10 minutes into the episode. Sure, sure. Um, but I do agree that M21's moments and M21 as a character, to be honest, uh, are definitely some of my standouts amongst the five episodes that we've seen. Um, and I, f- I feel like most of it is because he, so, you know, the whole thing with this, like, human, uh, you know, like, hu- re- human, not, like, real person, you know, test subject, you know, meta, superhumans, whatever, it obviously, so that's part of the the weight here, right, for M21, but, like, for a lot of the characters who aren't just regular normal people. It's like, who are you? Are you worth anything if you're not, like, a super meta human or whatever? Um, and a lot of seeing them come in at the, at the jump with him and his, his boy M24, it was like, okay, these guys were the bad guys, right, at first. They're coming in, you know, fucking people up and whatever. But it's like, you don't, once... Th- once you get a, a a little bit of like a deeper dive into the organization, I guess, or even some of the other members like uh, Jake and do you remember the woman's name? I don't off the top of my head. The woman, his partner. Um, you realize that it's like M twenty one and M twenty four are like, like, are not bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, they're yeah. in this organization, but like of the organization, they're pretty nice dudes and pretty chill dudes <laughs> compared to some of the other people here. Yeah, yeah. So it's like once you see, then you get a more of their backstory, and then like of course the moment with M twenty four really solidifies it. Like M twenty one is now taking this step to like find a sense of identity, right? Find out who he is, what he is, what his purpose is for living. And clearly through episodes two through four, like that is, that, like you said, that's his goal. That's his like current, his main objective. Like that's the thing he's, he's looking and staring down towards. But like this moment is so nice for him because it lets him, gives him flexibility now in that, in that search or in that light of like, all right, just because I don't know who I am, like doesn't mean I can't make choices for myself or I can't do, I can't act on my feelings at all, right? Like, it's, like he didn't, he couldn't even explain really why he felt the way he did or why he needed to protect these kids, but he did know why. And he and him making the decision to be like, all right, I am going to like name I all of that shit be damned. Like these kids are in danger, and I like these kids. I'm gonna help them out. Like it's such a great character moment. It's so it's such a great moment in that you know in the pool of everything that happened in this episode. And I think that going forward, it's gonna do a lot for M21 as far as opening up again, like just the opportunity for that character where he can be integrated in. And hopefully, like we were saying before, like with the power scaling, like I'd like to see, you know, whether, I don't know, like M21 specifically, because I kind of think that like him being a, because again, you know, not to like pick one anime and just sort of like stack them up against each other, but like in One Punch Man, uh, someone like uh, Moomin Rider, right? Where it's like this dude for can't do anything, right? Like he's not a hero, he's not a strong hero. Um, but that moment with him fighting the Sea King is one of the most uh, referred to moments throughout One Punch Man, and and like something about seeing a character who is in, in, in innately weaker and who like knows that he's probably gonna die if he sticks up and fights, but like choosing to do that anyway, like hits all the time. It's a hundred percent more in uh, you know engaging than when Rai walks in. And don't get me wrong, if you do that right with building up suspense, like they did in that scene from One Punch Man, where like just as Moomin Rider's about to eat it. Saitama walks in, he's like, you did it. You know what I mean? Like, that moment, if you complement that with, like, M21 and Rai, but the second we sort of used uh, Regis, right, Regis, mm-hmm. um, it, like, kind of muddied up the playing field here, and then the, the D team started turning on each other when it was, like, 
uh, Shark would eat a pill, and he's like, nah, I'm super strong. And, and Regis is like, just kidding, you're still actually ass. Yeah. And then, like, beats his ass. And then the leader comes around, and he's like, no, actually, we're not really, like, a team. These guys are all just food for me. I'm just going to eat. And it's like, all right, what is, like, the, the <laughs> dynamic here has been, like, I feel like wrung out and, like, slapped around, and nobody knows. It's, like, so hard to pin down what any character, other than, like, you know, arguably Ryan Frankie really feel about like who uh, what's going on here. And it was just, but I, you know, again, we, we went pretty hard on the negatives here, like the positively, I do really like M21's moments in here. And I do like my only question uh, going forward, I guess leaning a bit more into predictions is like with the people like you and like the regular students, it's like, what is the point (laughs) of having them here? Because I, I swear to God, man, if we go another 10 episodes or however long we go into this and it's just like a ring around the rosy of these kids getting kidnapped and like getting (laughs) saved again like i'm not gonna be a happy nigga i'm just not (laughs) and like i just i hope that either these kids get some skill weapon tool perk something yeah whether they're all end up being kids in the chair something that gives them like pertinence and relevancy to you know engaging with rye and frankie or they just go home and like don't like go and come back because it's like it's it again fool me one shame on like we're doing this thing where it's like they're getting kidnapped and this isn't the first time it's happened already in the five episodes and it's like if we roll around to like the eighth time it's happened it's like i'm i'm gonna be upset yeah yeah i i don't blame you either yeah i'm i'm like uh yeah to to harken back what you said you know your first thing with m21 and how reg just kind of like muddied that up i feel like a lot of it is you know robbing M21 of some of the agency, you know, and it's like kind of pulling away from that moment and having some of the other characters and whatever. And it's like ha- the the impactful moment there is the fact that M21, in spite of his dream, decides to go against it and potentially die for people that, you know, took him in. But at the end of the day, like he doesn't necessarily owe allegiance to, yeah. right? He doesn't owe it to anyone, but he's like, I can't, I can't get over this feeling. Like I have to do it. Something's compelling me. And that's the part that hits. So like, when there's the, you know, like the the thing with like uh, Regis and then like, you know, it's like, uh, you know, then the other teammates are not like going along with the plan and it's like, you know, whatever, that's that's what kind of make like dumbs down that in like should be impactful moment there. So to, you know, say what, you know, to agree with what you were saying initially um, was something. And then, yeah, I agree with the kids in the school. I That was a thought I had even reacting to this episode that I'm like, if I'm not mistaken, this might be like the third time they were either kidnapped or like in some sort of situation. Because if I'm not mistaken, M21 and M24 do it yep. the first time. And then uh, and then Jake does it mm-hmm. as well, if I'm not mistaken. And now this time. So that's three times that they've done nothing but get kidnapped. Um, which is interesting too because it's like, um, what is it, you? Mm-hmm. or uh, is, is pretty damn impressive for a person, you know? But again, I think it just goes to this whole, and we'll have to wait and see where it's like where the power scaling lines up. Where it's like, okay, do we want to implement Ryan Frankie into this plot? Um, and have them have like sick fights and if so are we willing to sacrifice some of the lower end yeah. or are we going to have it so like that the lower end gets to shine Rai comes in with this one punch man type vibe you know like they've been doing but it's like if you're going to do that you have to give these lesser characters their time to shine in their character development in their you know in their goals their motivations etc because we full well know that like you know you is not going to be able to fight any of these things toe to toe unless they're like a low ranking vampire or noble or whatever the hell, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, just like yeah. this weird, this weird thing that they like, I don't, I just hope they don't corner themselves or if they do choose to corner themselves, they pick the right corner. Yeah. If that makes sense. Right. Um, but yeah, go ahead. I do. So the last thing that I really like have to want to say is that like, I do understand that like, this is 
inherently like a different kind of show, right? Mm. So this isn't something like God of High School where it's like action, boom, 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 back to back. Um, and it's not even something like Tower of God where like the action is is woven into like the plot here. It's like a lot of that stuff takes a backseat in something like Noblesse. And I get that because there's, there's, a, there's a, a certain kind of focus on like character and interactions and stuff that you're not going to find in like your typical, I guess, like, you know, uh, shonen or really even any anime that, that has fighting in it. But my thing with this is that like where we there's so many characters in it that like do you know either revolve around or like have something to do with like the superpower fighting stuff that like to say that this isn't about this there's like a weird emphasis on it. it and again I'm not I'm speaking more to the anime than like noblesse as a as a story um for me because it's like okay I get if like you and and like the kids and anybody who's not a, a metahuman if their role is to be like the human element here right it's like Rai and Frankie and, and M21 and all them who have the powers like they can run around the city and and fight vampires and goblins and demons all day but it's like you and and them are the ones who are coming into that circle and being like hey guys like let's you know we we're going to show you what it means to like be people and I mean like Rai all the time you know in his his stay here since he's woken up um, has made remarks and claims about like how interesting and intriguing finds humanity. And he's like, well, these people are like really something different and they're not what I remember from when I last went, went to sleep. And like, I get it if that's their goal here, but there has to be a better way or a different way, quite frankly, of just integrating them into that, into this story then other than like they get kidnapped and then like, they're supposed to be the, you know, the fodder hostage that makes the superpowered people be like, Oh, well, you know, the human thing here would be to sacrifice myself to save the kids. And it's like, because then they're just bait. <laughs> and like, yeah. that's nowhere near as engaging as again. One of my favorite moments actually from no other episodes we've seen so far is um, when M21 first integrates into, or like first comes to stay at Frankie uh, with Frankie and Rye. And it's this moment of like, you know, they even uh, make a remark on it here. I think Regis is the one who says something about it where he's like, don't think that just because there is, a few moments of peace that like, you know what I mean? Like everything is fine and we're always going to be good. And it's like, I I feel like those moments of peace kind of tell like a different story with the, at least the non-human characters than these moments of like chaos or whatever. Cause mm -hmm. it's like in those moments in the, of the former that I mentioned, they're good. Like they have a primary focus here and a point. Like the point being here is to be like, you know, like let's eat lunch today. Let me show you guys what humans do. Yeah. Let me show you guys what it means to feel and be a human. But in these moments of chaos, they now become virtually useless, right? I mean, again, like, you, for a human, is, like, remarkably athletic and strong and whatever. But he's not going toe-to-toe -to -toe when he's not even really going to fight or stand a chance against any of these, like, actual demons at this power level, let alone I'm expecting, you know, the, demon, the other people we meet to be even stronger. So, like, it just becomes a thing of, like, if they're only good in this part of the show, but, like, actually detracting away, at least in my opinion, from, like, the enjoyment of this other part of the show like the balance is off, you know? And I just, mm -hmm. I hope at least going in the future of episodes that we find a way to, you know, correct that or fix it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So getting into um, some predictions slash the very tail end of the episode here, um, Commander, whose name evades me, but he's the, <laughs> I have the slight feeling that he's not going to be around much longer. I could be wrong on that. It might be like some stalemate type thing and then he escapes and yeah, like yeah, he yeah. might be the main antagonist, right? Because they said anyone who has the ability to absorb 
other people and get stronger. So long as they live, has the ability to then rechallenge you later, sure. provided they've absorbed enough people. So he might not be gone for long, but I'm assuming he's not winning this fight um, with Rai coming in. Just be careful. It's Rai. Um, you know, at least where we are right now. Uh, but it is, you know, it is interesting that, you know, at the end he's like, okay, really the plan here was to absorb all of you once you take the drug. So I think that is interesting, and it kind of, I'm not giving it a full pass, but slightly is a pass for as to why he lets shit hit the fan for as long as it did in this whole ridiculous squabble, because I'm assuming it's like, okay, I need you guys to be pushed to a limit where you feel like it's a necessity to take the drug, and then I do it. I mean, realistically, again, being a cynic, being a critic here, and being like completely not in the rules of anime, theoretically, you are their commander, so you could be like, shark, pop a pill real quick, and then destroy him. You know, I don't think you had to go that far just to make him pop the pill, personally, but I'll give it a slight pass in that I'm assuming that's why he let it go for as long as it did and he absorbs them, right? So it's like, we see that this organization is not, and again, that kind of, kind of um, explains to me why the team is so disjointed uh, as of right now. And um, if I had to guess, and I hope I'm right on this, that a lot of these people that are recruited is either against their own will or they have something holding over their head because the fact that uh, Taiko and Tao switch literally within an hour you know what i mean like switch allegiances virtually um is like where was your allegiance did you even have allegiance to begin with like you didn't have a yeah. problem like this was like a part-time job not yeah a exa exactly or like are they holding something over your head and now's your chance and you know and and now especially since the commander's like i'm going to absorb all of you that's a pretty good reason for you to get the hell out of there and run um so i hope i'm right in that respect that it's like this organization is like okay we don't really give a damn about like the team oriented things. Um, it's really about you fulfilling said missions. And then when the time, when your usefulness has been spent, um, you know, we are using you in service of the next big upgrade, you know? So whether it be the leader of team D or maybe he's fodder for someone else. Once they get to the end, it's like this ridiculous meta crazy human thing that just annihilates everyone. Cause he's absorbed the souls, whatever the hell, you know, you, you get the, you get the point. So, um, but yeah, so he's, you know, absorbs, um, uh, shark at that moment. Um, you know, and it seems that he is like ridiculously strong, um, in the, in this moment. So this is going to be a job for Rye type thing. We're going to see how this goes. Like I said, I don't think he's coming out of this one, the victor, um, whether he lives or dies could be up in the air. Um, if he lives, I think it's going to be all, I'll be back type thing. Uh, and what, you know, we'll see what happens there, but I do think, and, um, uh, I don't think, all right, hang on. This, this might be a slight spoiler. I'm giving you three seconds. Three, two, one. Okay. I'm assuming, also based off of this Noblesse wiki page with the character names on there, it says main characters include Rai, Frankenstein, Syrah, Taco, Taco, Regis, Tao, oh, no. and M21. You went to the wiki. <laughs> so that gives me a strong inclination that oh, Tao damn. and Taco are going to live this and join their squad um, because it says they are the main characters. I'm like, why would you exclude the other people? So sorry about that. Um, slight spoiler. Damn over but so that's my prediction that they're going to um they're, that they're going to make it out of here which to be honest isn't even that much of a spoiler because it seemed pretty i don't know the way the show was going it, it seemed pretty easy to put context clues together to be like yeah. oh, okay this person wants to do a good thing and like they weren't really in this from the beginning so it only makes sense that they switch allegiances at that point uh but i do assume that like hammer's gone that like the three three people of the squad are on the leader shark hammer 
Um, and then those two, you know, might join up with the squad or, or whatever, do their own thing um, and go from there. But um, in terms of what we see next, I think that, I think that there's going to be, okay, it's going to be a, a, a incremental increase through, through the ranks of the organization, right? Team D's wiped out. Who's next, right? Who's our next big thing? If this is a hierarchy of who's, you know, the, the strongest. And then, and then also from there, potentially um, the inclusion of, uh, nobles like vampires or whatever, but that are evil, right? We see that one woman in the, uh, in the OP, um, who, I don't know, seems like she's got subjects and like the whole like evil vampire in a castle thing rather than, you know, like your reverse of it. So I'm assuming that's the next thing that we jump into. Um, also not to mention that the nobles just seem to be so much more powerful at base level than the metahumans until the metahumans like juice up one of their big dudes. So anyway, those are my predictions. Zay, what do you got? Uh, so I think that I, I kind of agree, and, and again, even without the wiki, it's like it, it's pretty feasible, let's just say, to assume that uh, the people who are, you know, very like wishy-washy about being on Team D or like about doing those things are probably going to end up, you know, at the very least getting to stay alive, but at the very uh, best, like getting to join, uh, you know, the, the squad here and, and uh, squad up with, you know, Ryan and everybody. But I feel like that's fine. It does kind of end up getting into a thing of like what you were saying at the beginning where it's like, okay, when do we like cut off the application list here? And like, <laughs> does everybody who has a change of heart just get to join the crew? Cause again, it's a quite a cast of characters we have to establish. And you know, if we've learned anything about this discussion here, it's, you know, keep it small and, and focus on as many as fo do whatever you want with these characters or keep it large, but give everybody some time. Um, so we'll see time will tell, I guess, but I am also predicting that the, uh, the leader here, it's like, you know, you know, whether he uh, makes it out or whether he li like, you know, lives by means of escaping um, or just doesn't live, um, you know, he's up against Rye. So there, there's only two options. It's either he runs away or dies. Um, I don't see him beating Rye because I, I believe like, the it, you know, from the whole dynamic here that we're looking at is that like Rye is the noblesse, right? Which is like this sort of like trump card or, or one that tops everything. Um, that's why everybody's looking for this coffin and shit. <laughs> sure. So like... Really, I mean, like we have Frankie, who I believe is is probably the other competent uh, fighter, or you know, whatever metahuman um, in the group here. But I I feel like it's gonna be like Frankie and Rye, and like, you know, to be honest, how much the others are gonna be actually contribute to this fight, especially ongoing once we start to meet some of the nobles and all that stuff. Um, I can't really tell, right? Because it, like I said, even now in episode five, I'm already seeing cracks in this. Like, okay. You've got this cast here, but it's kind of just Frankie and Rye. And, you know, if you want to make an episode about M21 or, or you know, Regis or whoever, let them have some some scuffle. But, like, Rye is going to come in to save them and Frankie or it's going to, you know, like, so it's, it. I'm, going forward, I think we're going to see, obviously, more of the organization because I also think the D team as whatever, as they have been, um, I think they are still pretty, like, small in comparison like of people that we can meet and obviously like we said there's nobles but i think there's people in between um so i mean i'm excited to see more of the organization and what they're like and i'm just sort of excited for like this to sort of to sort of like really kick off you know what i mean like i feel like uh, you know again i don't know how the story goes in terms of like pacing and when characters meet who but like for us to get out of like the oh these people from the organization like they sent this group this time or like villains of the week kind of thing instead of like all right, let's get into, like, why people want the noblesse. And, like, let's get into, like, what that means and, like, what is Rye... Because like, right now it's been a lot of, like, Frankie and Rye are just kind of hanging out and, like, gathering information. But it's, like, 
what is the point of this, right? Like, what, what are you guys planning to do as some sort of, like, counterattack or, or counterassault to the people? Like, do they know? Like, you know what I mean? I want to get into more of, I guess, like, the core story elements. So I'm hoping that we'll get a lot of that. Um, like I said, the characters, I think, um, you know, most of the one, everybody who everybody who's alive now, with the exception of uh, the leader, I think is subject to staying alive. Yeah. Uh, and Shark. Um, well, because he's already dead. Um but yeah, other than that, that's pretty much what I think is going to happen. And like I said, I really going forward, I just I kind of want, I hope that we get a little bit more cohesiveness in terms of the pacing and like the plot and the characters. Because again, I want to emphasize like I do love most of these characters, but I it, it just sucks that much more than when like you know they get shafted or like somebody doesn't get you know somebody's character moment or whatever gets undermined by you know somebody else or whatever. And like don't get me wrong, Ryan Frank, you're fantastic, but if that's the show. What is everybody else doing? Here? Yeah, you yeah. know, so that's that's my thing. Yeah, I will say though, um, one you know positive note ending off. Not that it was overwhelming; like it was, it was good. Um, I I do love the little comedic moments at oh, the end, yeah, and if course, you guys aren't watching after the credits, you need to, um, because those are some sneaks into Rye and like his little quirky things that he does, and which was interesting because he goes to like pull something out of his pocket, and we're like what the hell was that, right? <laughs> it's like this big thing, and then you find out that it's literally like dried ramen yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, in the thing, which that seems gross, just right off the rip. Like, do I people eat say, ramen like that? So Gavin and I did a stream last week yeah, um, where I proclaimed my knowledge of of ramen and, and ways to consume it of one way of which I've consumed. It has been straight raw as a package. Okay. Um, like, I don't know, man. It, it, it tastes just like crackers, basically. Really? Uh, yeah. I've and never done it. Gavin tried to food chain me on stream, and everybody was like, Gavin, knock it off. Um, <laughs> so thanks for that. But I was, yeah, I don't know. He did. I was like, he that happened, and I was like, it's a man of culture. He knows yeah. what's up. He's like, I, I don't have time to cook this, but I want ramen. No, it's fair. I've never done it. So I was like, could that be really that enjoyable? But uh, whatever. Interesting. You know, it's just funny to see these little, yeah. these little quirky things, obviously. It gives it a comedic element, which is something that I do appreciate each and every time. But anyway, folks, bit of a long one today, but those were our thoughts. We had a couple episodes to catch up on, being yeah. that we haven't had discussions on episodes two through four yet. So this was kind of our long time yeah. coming thing. Yeah. was our first reaction again today. If you sure. haven't seen our reaction video to this, we posted it earlier today. So you definitely definitely want to go check that out. We're really excited 100%. to be able to start doing reaction videos again. Uh, so we'll be incrementally releasing those throughout the week and no blessed ones will hopefully be weekly provided that the uh, copyright overlords um, don't slam their fist down on top of us and ruin the fun for everybody else. But I think we will be okay. I'm hoping we will be okay. Regardless, definitely go check out that video. Again, if you guys enjoy the content today, make sure you guys are liking, subscribing, hitting that notification bell, sharing with your friends, and commenting your thoughts down below. What did you think of this episode? What do you think of Noblesse as a whole? And what did you think of our discussion as long as you are civil? But we love you all. Thank you so much for watching. And until next time, we'll catch you on the flip. Peace. Peace. Bankai. We just some ghouls though, who like seeing parts fly.